fellow travelers to Never Ending Adventure. Season four, baby. Let's get going. We are going now. Hello, travelers. Welcome back. I am your other co-host, Russell Tindall. I'm sorry for that annoying voice. Hello. How's it going? Well, hey, we've got a great episode to talk about annoying voices on because we have uh, season four, episode two, five short grables with our most punchable of the episode, Huber. No, he um, can't be your most punchable, he really. He is my, oh, dog. I have finished this show. <laughs> I know, semi kind of know what the Grables are all about. Okay. We, there's, I think there's two other Huber episodes, and one gets really like deep and intense and kind of stuff. But um, they they all kind of annoy the piss out of me. I Oh, I don't man. know why. I don't know why. It's just something about the voice actor who is um, Emo Phillips. He's like an old comedian. He was in some. Uh, he was in the Weird Al show that was out in the eighties. Okay. And uh, he was a stand-up comedian and everything. But like, mm, Grable labels all my labels. Why don't you suck on these nables? Not. I don't know. It's just. I yeah. It doesn't do anything for me. I don't really think I get the joke. I feel like there's something that I'm missing with Cuber. Yeah. Well, the big that's the white funny thing. Blob of a man. I've I've finished the show and I still don't necessarily understand the creative direction that unless they were like we've got like. My my only thought could be that they wrote like little bits or little Adventure Time skits that would be like really funny SNL style Adventure Time things. And they just were like, how do we put those funny little like post-it note stories into Adventure Time episodes? That's the only thing I can think about, you know? Yeah, some sort of a futuristic all-knowing being. I don't know if he's all-knowing. I just know he has the hollow triangle thing that he uses to show us the clips or the hollow pyramid viewer. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not anything know. all powerful. Oh, he's um, just five stories from old as if he's like way in the future. Yeah. Well, he's got a little fireplace and he's trying to make it look cozy, a fireplace full of crystals, which I've got another theoretically speaking about too. a hologram mm-hmm. of the earth with the big old chunk taken out of the side. Cause uh, at least they are yeah. leading into consistency with like, this is definitely after the Mushroom Wars. He's got a bust of like George Washington. And then he has these stories that he's watching from the future about all of our favorite Adventure Time characters. Or from the past. Oh, oh yeah. So yeah. the stories, he's watching them in the in the future, excuse me. Yeah. Well, you know, do you not charge your crystals in the fireplace, Ned? Is that the problem that you have with Cuber? Man, if we could have crystals that heated my home, I would love that. Oh, that'd be rad, right? Because I wouldn't have to pay George Power $130 a month. <laughs> <laughs> Does it offend you that Cuber is my sexy character of the episode? Oh, dude, that's so offensive. <laughs> Jesus. He has that moment when he's like, let me, have you, did you get what the theme was? Let me give you a couple minutes. You can think about it. Just <laughs> kind of your, pause let your it serenade now. in your mind. And he, he does kissy lips in like a weird cocked hip <laughs> motion. And I was like, I, I guess he's my sexy character. 
I don't know. <laughs> Not sure why. That's so disturbing. But I guess he is. Ugh, he's, he, uh, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that at all. That was Russell. almost a purr. You, that almost made it sound like you uh, you like him. <laughs> Dude, no, <laughs> he is, no, no, no. He is, uh, he, he, he just, I don't know. It just doesn't, like, he, I, I always watched the show and I was like, okay, cool. I'll, you know, I'll understand it later. And then the episode where they kind of give you the answers, it's just somewhat, that episode itself makes it rises more questions than answers. So, and even the theme is kind of just like weak. Like, I'm yeah, like, oh, theme, that's stretching. You're stretching yeah, so far to make you. it the five senses. Yeah. That's, and well, a little bit of my theoretically speaking around that is, uh, Cubers from the future. He has all these, uh, grables, which are these like, you know, uh, tetrahedron triangle pyramid type things. Okay. And I thought it was just like Squatch. I thought he was just saying Grable for anything. It ha- it, they said like the only thing that we know about it is like it's just the way that they talk. So it is kind of like a Squanch mentality. Um, gotcha. But yeah, I, I I don't know. It's like the the thing is that like he's taking stories from the past, aka fa- you know how like we have fables about um, – the boy that cried wolf and red oh, riding gosh. hood and, and stories like that that That's are just what it means. Time. Grable fable. I got it. Yeah, it's grables are fables. Um, oh gosh, I feel and dumb. so it's it's kind of supposed to be. I do think it's cool that they are like the fables of the future are stories that were from the past. That's a cool mentality. Um, but but then pulling out like themes of being like here's the grable about the five senses and it's just like. No, it's like you just made it. You just made it that. It totally yeah. isn't that. Well, let's get into the Grables, shall we? Okay, let's get into let's, these. Let's not hate labels. on Cuber on too much. I mean, he's my sexy character after all. But okay, I don't well, know why. Well, do you want to go through them in order? Or are we going to talk about like what did you hmm. like the most out of these Grables? Let's let's go through them in order. Why not? I mean, it's five okay. of them. They're all related, obviously, so much obviously. by senses. <laughs> um, and the first one, we get this awesome realization. Well, I guess is the first one. No, the yeah. First one's the BMO. first one. It is. Yeah. So first off, the grocery kingdom. How yeah. great is that? Who is the I, princess of the grocery kingdom? How have we not met her? Grocery That's princess. That's fantastic. There's so many a, other kingdoms that like, do they just give their specialty to the, the grocery kingdom? Where I, they, all, they all go shopping? It's like Ice King just like checking out. Ooh, and he's just like, what's up, Finn? I'll come attack you later. That's a well. No, I think also you know how many kingdoms are food based that maybe they all their exports out of. That's their what I'm saying. Wildberry King. Oh, good theory. Meat I didn't man. Think about like, that. There, actually, there might be a meat man at my local Kroger. I need to. There's definitely a man behind the meat section. So Dude, I need what to if, talk what to if him. meat man is totally the deli counter guy at the grocery store? Yeah, a butcher. Yeah, he yeah, butchers himself. The, yeah, butchers himself. Yeah, he's the Why deli counter guy. He's a guy that takes way too long to wrap up your salmon every time you go. It's just like, come on, yeah. dude. Like, just those two right there. <laughs> just wait, wait. Too. You're like, you're like, like I don't need you to like to pet them and like. Oh, these ones? You want these? <laughs> I'm like, you just want these? grab them. Do, do you want me to touch your deli meats? Oh, it's touch every my time. Meat man. Meat man, no, my meat that man does that crap. Oh gosh, it makes sense how Wildberry Kingdom they can have so much. Remember how that episode they had all the meat in there and the the Meemaw mm-hmm. episode. 
Yeah. That makes sense why they have meat in the Wildberry Kingdom. They went to the Grocery Kingdom, picked it up. That, okay, oh, so. I love this. I love how we're this is, of hunting this is my or favorite something? tangent. Well, the Grocery Kingdom. That was a, that was the second best thing about this episode. The best thing about <laughs> this episode, my lovelies and my tops are BMO and football. BMO and football, yeah. Yeah, I oh, love these two so characters great. that we're introduced to. I mean, we're meeting football for the first time. Uh, mm-hmm. I've, I'm in, of course, this is my first time watching the show, so I had never seen fo- football before. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like, he looks the same. Are there just a bunch of BMOs in the world? He looks the same as BMO does. There, ooh, there is a wonderful, I would say, <laughs> I, I hate, I, I actually hated Bad. this concept. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a reflection. It's just a reflection. No, because there's a really deep is there episode. What? Is it yeah. not a reflection? Football is not BMO? No. Well, yes and no. Okay. Um, okay. It's it is and I'm Odd. trying to th- I'm 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 only pausing on this because I'm trying to think about how to do it without spoiler alerting anything well, here. There's a this deeper, episode leads you to believe that there's not a deeper meaning. There is a deeper meaning. Um this episode does not lead you to believe but you wonder you're like okay like BMO is just crazy yeah. but in its essence they do a really really good job in a future episode that's just it's, I think it's just called football um, and I think it speaks to split personality disorder gotcha. and I think that this is really really going on to the topic that BMO has a split personality disorder okay so, well they, d- they certainly find out he does weird things when they're not around Yes. But well, I that was that's my wild. second my runner up tops of this episode was that scene because it's so funny to watch Bemo do what Jake and Finn like what what Bemo assumes is being a real boy, which is the, It's kind of morbid though, right? Like he yeah, sees himself as of. a real boy. He certainly sees himself as more than a robot. I mean, football asks, "Are you a robot?" Bemo says, "Oh no, football. I'm I'm a, I'm real, a real living boy." boy. Mm-hmm. And football says, "Teach me about being alive, and then Bimo proceeds to brush his teeth, clean his face, and then pee. That's so more like all things that he doesn't do as a robot. Poor, poor little Bimo. How can you there, not feel sad for the dude? And there, well, there is an explanation about that, about Bimo in Bimo's mentality about being real uh, and a robot. And it makes sense later. But yeah, it is absolutely at its face value. It's I wouldn't call it morbid. I would call it cute. Like, you know, imitation is the best form of flattery. Um, yeah. And so that BMO loves Jake and Finn so much that BMO just wants to be like them. You know, I just hope he doesn't feel as though he's lesser than them because he's not alive technically. Well, I mean, he's, that's I guess we'll he is alive because he has there's he's something like a very smart special. AI or something. Yeah, there's something, there's something special about BMO in, in the sense of sentience. And it's not just AI sentience. So, okay. Well, I love BMO. Um, so whatever. Yeah, and that's why that's why BMO's <laughs> that's why BMO tends to grasp at that. BMO tends to grasp at um humanity, I feel like, and mm-hmm. and being in touch with the human side of things and and not being just the machine that they play video games on. Even though I do think Jake and Finn at this point in time do largely the role largely only see BMO as that. But he is kind of, we've talked about it in the past and other seasons. He's kind of their roommate, their third roommate. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it gets, it gets more than that in the future. Thank God. If they always treated BMO like that, I'd be really mad. 
Yeah, no, BMO's great. And I even found the moment pretty funny where they're just like, wait a second, we're all using the same toothbrush, which mm-hmm. is just, uh, <laughs> it's like the new girl bit about the towel. They find out when they get, I guess, the new roommate or something that they're all using the same they're towel. They're all using the same towel. It's, <laughs> yeah, they do the same bit in in uh, How I Met Your Mother when Lily and Marshall use the same toothbrush because they think it's romantic. And then Ted and Gross. Robin realize oh no ted realizes that he's also been using that toothbrush along with them too like (laughs) that's right that's a great little bit from how i met your mother what an overused trope but i love it i think it is so funny (laughs) it's such it's such a part i mean like you you get down to humor aspects of uh what do we all deal with in our everyday life that we all think is disgusting and that that joke that joke doesn't land uh that joke excuse me that joke does land with everybody yeah well, so. somehow this is sight. You've just been seeing this bit. Yeah, I don't know. Sees himself in the mirror. You're like, okay. Yeah. Well, then Finn and Jay go out and they share the ultimate high five, or they attempt it at first. The worst high five. Yeah, certainly a pretty weak high five, and it just escalates with each preceding one. Yeah. Well, let's say. I mean, I, like I was going to. I was going right. to mention that I think on our list of pseudo adventures like half adventures are dungeons and monsters half adventures are let's stay in the treehouse and make a sandwich kind of days so and the the pseudo not adventure adventures i'd say the quest for the ultimate high five is quite valiant pretty rad you got to be able to dap up your bros in the best kind of way right i mean like what's your best dap up you've ever had in your life my Favorite dap up is probably yeah. not my best. I think some people will think this is really stupid, but in my opinion, my favorite one was you take your right hand, you put it behind your back, and then you like it's kind of like a secret agent dap, like no one's supposed to know that you did it. And then you go to the back of your other buddy who's doing the same thing, and then you shake hands very <laughs> nonchalantly. Showed, you've never showed me this. Sorry, we're not so. bros. We're not actually bros. Ugh, I'm sorry, Ned. We're not actually bros. Now. We never backdapped up. Bat-dapped. Yeah, that's <laughs> my favorite one. Because it's like, you could do it in a room. And you know how the secret agents, they always sit at tables and not talk to each other. They're like drinking coffee and reading the paper. Oh, and yeah. So, so it's, it's like one of those things also, if you had a dollar bill in your hand and you kind of like exchanged yeah. it, it would be even better. It's like super sly. It's just this bat-dap, just like, I'm acknowledging you, but we're both... Like talking to people right now. Yeah. Okay. That's that's pretty cool. I like that. I, I yeah. My legendary one, my one that launched me from one side of the earth to the other, was I, okay. I did um I did get to dap up Tyler the Creator and Jaden Smith. Uh, well, yeah. Very like very casually. I, I was working at an Urban Outfitters and um, they were doing a uh, Tyler Name the Creator's drop. record label was performing a show at that space that night. So I held the door open for him and dapped them both up. And it was like, that was like so casual, but like just had that moment, like sparks flew. I was like, I just dapped up like Tyler. That's crazy. That's rad. Uh, Okay. If we're talking about like famous people we've dapped in the past, (laughs) uh, mine stinks because I've heard a guy who was canceled that very day. Um, Danny Masterson from that 70s show, my favorite TV show. He, of course, has had lots of scandals or whatever he's doing. I I don't keep up with it. 
Yeah, um, but that'd be like not, I not shook the best hands dude. with. That'd be like I shook hands with Drake Bell, and you'd be like, nobody, yeah. nobody likes yeah. that anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's like not the best dude. But to be fair, you know, I had no idea. I was just like, holy crap! It's it's Hyde from that '70s show. What a pleasure! I'm gonna go talk to this guy after the show here in Nashville, and had a great conversation with him. And then literally, I would like bragged about it to a buddy of mine who I know liked that show as well. <laughs> he was, he was like, like, "You know what came out today?" Yeah, he's like, <laughs> "Oh, you know, he got canceled like last week." And I'm like, "What?" You know, so <laughs> incredible. Well, oh well, uh, you, you got know. the last uh, the last height of fame out of Danny Masterson. <laughs> I think he was just happy to have someone like taught to him and not yeah. mention like have be clueless about what had just happened. But certainly, you know, he's been he was kicked off of the ranch mm-hmm. with um, which I did love that show too. Yeah, good show. And he, I think he was kicked off with something as well else. And he's not going to be part of that that '90s show, which is going to be the mm-hmm. new like spinoff that they're doing. So. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, moving on. Back to Adventure Time, please. Yeah, we don't tangent. Yeah. Well, that's the only... I mean, truly, I I like to tangent on that because, you know, this episode, uh, to all the viewers out there, we don't have that many deep thoughts about this episode. I don't think it was necessarily very thought-provoking. So I think tangenting on uh, how all these stories impact our lives and experiences is is the adventure we're going to take you on today. Touch. Touch. We've each, we've all been touched. All right, let's move on to Taste, which is Princess Bubblegum. And my most relatable character of this episode. Okay, I I disagree because she smacks the water out of Peppermint Butler's hand. That's Peppermint Butler. That pissed me the fuck off. Like, it did. Well, that's what I'm saying. My most relatable character is Peppermint Butler. Oh, oh, sorry. I thought you were saying it was PB. No, not not a chance, dude. A glass of okay. delicious nur- nourishing water for my lady. Water. How many times have I been like, hey, you need to drink more water? And then, um, oh, yeah, pour me water, whatever. Not a drop. Not a drop oh, taken no. from it. <laughs> I love it. There was a TikTok that just went viral this week of uh, a guy who was just like, this is what it's like to be married. He's like about to sit on the couch. He, it's, it's him in a wig and he's sitting down. As a wife, like texting away, he's like, "Okay, can I sit down?" As soon as he sits down, the second he sits down, he goes, "Hey, can you give me your water?" <laughs> I would I be happy. I would ha- be happy to do that. And instead of being like, "You're dehydrated. You have a headache because you're dehydrated. Let me get you water." Oh, uh, you, now you're going to get canceled. For, now I'm just complaining for mansplaining. No, I'm not. <laughs> I just, I'm just like, you have a headache. Let's get water. What? I'll be like, "Have you had any water to drink today?" Uh, and the answer is no. And then I'll be like, okay, is. let me okay. get you a glass. Yeah, so, this is a very simple. So all in Edward all, though, Butler is my most relatable, relatable character. character. Okay, I like that. I, I think that's very good. And I, I can say my lovely came out of this gray bowl here. The Sandy? It's the cow. The cow is so good. Yep. The cow is my lovely of the episode. Because first of all, voice acted just Ooh, perfectly. Man. And he's like, oh. <laughs> she puts him in the thing. Kisses him on the forehead and he's like, oh man, oh yeah. no. Oh, and she puts him through a NASA astronaut mm-hmm. uh, centrifuge and, <laughs> yeah. and to just a get the A block of cheese comes out of let's, him. <laughs> let's, cause, like, that would be, first of all, that'd be an epic block of cheese. So I don't blame her for sure. in the for sure. pursuit of science for doing that. It just did not seem consensual. Uh, the, I don't all. think the cow necessarily agreed to this. Um but I can say it is probably 
that was probably better than getting your teeth suckled on by a fire wolf. Probably so. So that's yeah, gosh, cows and this show are having a rough go at it. It's yeah, that well, both of those and then the the udders at the wilderness with the you know what I'm talking the ugly udders with the full face on them. Oh, yeah, the other uh, cow in the woods, yeah, that yeah. had the, the face on the udder that was covered up by the plastic bag or the paper. They're bag. having a rough go at it in this show. They for really, sure. yeah, they just don't like cows and just beat the shit out of cows in this episode. Yeah, I don't, but, I don't know what's okay. up with that. Other part of this scene that I need to discuss with you is she did mention she created the most perfect sandwich that's ever going to exist on this, yeah. you know, universal existence plane. And then wastes it. It was a Freaking tomato waste. No, I don't even care about wasting it. I'm a proponent, like, I don't even like BLTs. I, they don't have enough sustenance. A sandwich has to be based on the meat that is in the sandwich. And then everything else is a garnish that elevates the taste of the meat. So I think that, that PB, um, creating a single slice of cheese, a very thickly sliced tomato and a piece of lettuce it's missing. It's still missing a factor. You know, it's a banger of a BLT, though. I mean, if if she had, if they had done a scene where she had figured out how to do some bacon on there without it mm-hmm. being super morbid, then I then I'd be all about this. The tomato surprised me because it was a little living squid creature and a red balloon that she put oh, into like a yeah. Willy Wonka television um, so that thing. was supposed to be a little bit more like um the movie the fly um, oh, okay. in the fly like when they are doing a teleporting they're teleporting a, a dude from one place to the other and a fly flies in the machine and that's why he become he comes out the other side and their oh, atoms have mangled so that's kind of the inspiration for that Wow, that um, that poor little squid but i do love her moment when she goes jingo jingo <laughs> I was I was um, like, oh, that's a cool little catchphrase. Let's let's bring that one back at some yeah, point. Th- well, this I think this scene had the most like call outs um of any scene from all the grables is that the tomato was referenced from the fly with an octopus in a balloon. But I do think that the I, I've got a problem and with the bread dough. Yes. Yeah. Because she uses magic to make it rise. I don't think and it's really magic, dog. You don't you think that she's just like having a spectacle about it? No, like, yeah. I think she's quote unquote magically raising that bread dough. Like it's just Oh, but she and, already put some like chemicals and stuff in yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Like that. I think yeah. she's just kind of like making fun of magic in that scene. Okay. I mean that that makes more sense because it did bug me a lot when I was like how much she just shits on magic the rest of the show. Like she'll be like, magic's not real. Everything's explained by science, blah, 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 blah. And that she, then she's out there doing spells to raise bread. I was like, so it, if she wasn't joking around, it is super hypocritical. Yeah. It was a cute look though. Not my sexy character, but now that I'm thinking what, about PB it. as a witch? Oh, the, yeah. The witch hat. Nah, nah I'm good. That I don't yeah. need it to be mm-hmm. my sexy character. Yeah. No, no. You already said Cuber was your sexy character. You can't. Oh, you're on right. That. He you is can't, my sexy you character. Can't Patrick Cuber. Uh, what a guy. What a guy Cuber <laughs> is. <laughs> um, no, but they they do some cool things. I mean, I like the the karate chop. I think by Peppermint Butler was my second favorite moment. Karate yeah. chop. It was intense, and then of course they played baseball with the lettuce, which is 
another fun little thing. But then she just totally wastes that sandwich on cinnamon bun. Yeah, well... Like, why him, of all people? Yeah, it's funny. You think that would have almost been something that she knows... Who who in the Adventure Time universe is the ultimate sandwich expert? It's Jake. Yeah. Like, she would have called in Jake and been like, Jake, I need your expertise on my sandwich. And You know... Ninja Sex Party has a song called The Ultimate Sandwich, and I highly encourage everybody to go listen to that song. They're a comedy rock group, in case you don't know of Ninja Sex Party. I think I mentioned them on the last episode. You did. With, you did. Yeah, Danny, don't you know? But The Ultimate Sandwich is very funny. Um, I'm not even going to try and quote it, so check it out if you want to. But yes, check it he out. He would and be then, who I would call for the ultimate sandwich. Danny. Okay, Sexton. so if you made an ultimate sandwich, you'd be like, is this is this what you were singing about? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a good one. And then and then the atomizing the cheese was kind of cool. It was say, pretty cool. Yeah. Now I, and I cutting really the bread wanted too with the, the laser. The, yeah, I mean, the crystal laser thing was pretty, pretty cool. Pretty rad. So I'd say if we had just figured out a way to get some pastrami onto that sandwich, I'd be all about it. But yeah, we do have, Jingo, um, the, Jingo. there's a, that, there's a later episode taste. about Jake's, um, Jake creates the perfect sandwich and the magic man steals it. And that's, that is going to, if there was a ranking on magic food, man. Nice. it's Bemo's sentient sandwich. Then Jake's ultimate sandwich are top two, top tier okay. foods in the show. Cool. But before we get into our next grade, well, I think we do need to take a breather. Yeah, let's do it. Are you tired of that stink in your house? Do you have 17 penguins laying around just doing nothing all day? Do you feed them too many fish that have nice stinky toots coming out? Then you need to purchase today... Gunter's special stinky booty nasty jazz B.O. be gone because it's the kind of spray that will freshen your penguins up on a daily basis. That's right. It'll make everything better. Everything smell better in your house. That includes your armpits, your dog's armpits, your girlfriend's armpits, your sink's armpits, and even your toilet's armpits. So come on down, get your nasty booty, BMO's butt plugger, Gunter's Biobagon today. Because a world without stink is a better world. Okay, guys, that might be one of the worst, best, worst ads we've ever done before. I don't think so. I think it's the best. Uh -uh, (laughs) Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. My name's Russell T, and I put my stamp of approval on that message. That was, yeah. Well, he puts the same with approval. I did one where I did an accent. Yeah, and not we, on that one. I do not, no stamp no, of approval on that we, one. We tried a bad advertisement with a, with a voice and it would have immediately gotten me canceled. So I'm glad we went with that one. We it went just with wasn't the worst good. one. No, it wasn't good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, okay. Well, great. Hey, great. Grable me this, Russell. Grable me this. I'm happy Ice to Google King. you. Ice King. We, let's break this one down. Because this yeah, one, okay. it's not, it doesn't have a lot of layers, no. but holy shit, he sends Gunter off to his death. That's like, oh, dude, I love that a moment. big moment in the Ice King Grable. Was that not so funny though? Like, <laughs> it was, it was the, hilarious. They just cut to him drifting away on a chunk of ice. <laughs> he was like, what are we going to do to get this stink out? And he just is like, <laughs> see you, sucker. 
<laughs> Easily the funniest off. moment this entire episode. Yeah, this episode is top, worth watching. But... Yeah, well, I think it's worth watching simply for BMO and for the Gunter moment of him floating away on the ice block. <laughs> and, and also, and actually, snow. him crawling underneath Ice, ice King's armpit. And when Ice King's like, man, I wonder how I got smelling so bad. And then he just crawls up and then farts. That was, again, I was like, okay, fart joke. But it was funny. It had, yeah. it had me laughing. Oh, it, well, it goes to show, like, the only part of this Grable I think I can dissect any further is how so disconnected he is from relationships. He doesn't, he always, like, pursues Finn and Jake to have, like, a deeper friendship, a deeper relationship. And he's got all these penguins around that are like, I don't know, pretty smart for the most part. Like they can they can wash his naked body, they can be his friends, and he but they're disposable. He throws them away. So disposable. He throws them in the trash. (laughs) He leaves them floating on on ice blocks to go out into the ocean. And all of it, he is so disconnected. Is when he like sends Gunter away. He's like, oh, that's me that stinks. He doesn't even like think twice about being like hey i made a mistake i should like go get gunter and doesn't realize why gunter's mad at the end you know so it it does show like his insanity his wizard madness if you will well i think Uh, i would have trouble getting to know someone if they smelled like penguin farts as well so if we're ever doing a live show which probably will will never happen but if we have the opportunity to we would um you know, just don't be smelling like penguin farts. I'm happy to meet you. Man, I I know there's some days like today where I don't think I've showered in like two days because I work from oh home. Oh my gosh. So I think two days isn't I'm, that bad. I may smell like uh, penguin farts. Dude, I feel like waking up on whatever morning it was, Sunday morning after we had that like day of drinking in the ballet and all that. I always feel like I smell like alcohol after a day of drinking. I'm like, man, I got a shower. Get this, like, I don't know, liquor smell off of me or something. Do you What's not feel say? that way? I just, I don't know. Not after drinking, per se. Okay. That's, it's a lot with me whenever I have, like, just bad poop, bad poop days. Okay. I'm like, oh my God, yeah, bad poop yeah. days are bad. Bad poop that's days when, are that's bad. When that's when I'm most penguin stinky. Well, regardless, I think we should move on to the, uh, talent show our last and final gray bowl that brings it all together is the i guess what this one was hearing because she heard the sound song. the only yeah. one that included sound in the entire episode no i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i guess no because she's saying i don't i don't BMO know man. heard football in the mirror well peppermint <laughs> butler is hosting a talent show and lsp yeah. has one bad song. I'm glad she was not part of what was missing because my I don't think lumps. she could have added anything to it. You don't you don't like the my lumps? You want to slump up on these lumps? No, man. I don't want to slump up on those lumps. I I thought that the Did you like it? Terms, you appreciated it? I appreciated it because weirdly enough after all these years of adventure time, I think I'm appreciating all the LSP moments a lot more. So she was your lovely she of to, last season. So she was my lovely of last season. They had some great LSP episodes last season. I can say that. But uh, no, I didn't hate the song. I hated when the candy people sang the song. 
That's for sure. Oh, um, that's okay. You didn't yeah, like her. They don't got, they don't got rocks. <laughs> no. Okay. Did you uh, did you notice that her the I don't know the weird candy. I have no idea what candy. I don't chocolate eclair maybe. She had a shirt that said Moon Daddy on it. Did, did it really? Yeah. Do you know what that means at all? Moon or is that Daddy. was that the name of their group? Maybe. Should we look that up on Urban Dictionary? I don't know. Good luck with that. Oh, really? What's it mean? Does it actually mean something? No, I don't know. I I just was like so confused. I was like, this is like such a random moment in a random episode of Five Short Grables. And of the candy people that got up on stage, they made a very obvious point of her t-shirt having Moon Daddy on it. So I really Mm -hmm. hope it's just like an animator on the show was like, oh, this is what people call me or something like that. Yeah. You know, like, like 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 an ode to like, somebody in his life that's like oh like they call me the moon daddy like oh hey moon daddy on urban dictionary isn't too bad love of my life my goddess perfection my reason for existing the sentence is moon daddy is a blessing from above the the most gorgeous caring sweet sexiest person on the planet okay man i wish my moon daddy (laughs) (laughs) man i wish my moon daddy would notice me (laughs) <laughs> notice me senpai <laughs> oh gosh okay yeah you you read too far you read too far on that one <laughs> i would i wanted to keep scrolling but that was the only definition of it oh wow. <laughs> uh, it started out pretty innocent and then got a little dark right afterwards <laughs> notice me senpai <laughs> oh god Bless you've me. seen that right you've seen that clip we're not let's not talk about like TikTok clips or whatever, but no, no, it's an old but YouTube I, I, video. Okay, I think. so let's let's just call it they the Candy People's Group. They wanted their group to be called Moon Daddy, I guess. Okay, so let's cool. just call it that. But but LSP <laughs> finds a hidden talent, so that's that's kind of cool. Um, at the expense of Wildberry Princess and Marshmallow Man and Donut Boy, so yeah, throwing um, basketballs at their faces and scoring them like swishing them. Yeah, well, you know what? You know, at the end of the day. You know, uh, she was so happy to get up on stage and sing her lump song. And she has had so many moments through season three where she didn't have a win. She's eating beans in the woods. She's breaking up with Brad. Like, it's kind of nice for her to have a win. To for some a half degree. second. For half yeah, a second before she, she loses <laughs> to Finn and Jake. But. Finn and Jake come in with the that high five full circle from the beginning of this episode. Mm-hmm. Which- I, again... Adventure Time's doing a really good job doing full circle episodes. Even on a bad episode, yeah. That was pretty sweet. I did appreciate that for sure. I, yeah, I appreciate when I appreciated them having, as soon as it happened, it was in the background of Ice King and the background of the other Grables. It kind of like was that circular, like this is all happening at the same mm. time. Yeah, they kept flying past. That was great. I, I don't know, man. It was cute. It was a cute episode. I didn't like feel like this episode was bad. And anyway, it just was unexciting, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we we especially dissecting the show as much as we do and trying to find deeper episodes and then coming off of Hot to the Touch, it's hard to follow up on that one. Yeah. Uh, same, same with when season three started and we ended with like Mortal Folly and Mortal Recoil and then we went straight to Conquest of Cuteness. Conquest of Cuteness is not a bad episode at all. It's just really hard to come off of something super canonical and deep and relationships no and character development and then doing a story. So it's it's hard to come off that and 
you know, hit the crowd with a banger. Do we know, does the Earth currently have a giant chunk missing out of its side? Yes. So at this point, it does. How's it staying? How's it stable? You know, like how is, I don't know, cartoon magic? I'm sure that if you got really deep into the science of Adventure Time, that if this would be my theoretically speaking of the episode, is the chunk of the Earth would, yeah, have maybe a different spin, have a different atmosphere, and that's why you can have like sentient candy creatures and sentient hot dog creatures. So something yeah. about it is still stable it was the for radiation human, or something. Yeah, human life conditions, radiation, spin of the Earth, trajectory of the Earth, whatever it is, is is made it stable to where all these other sentient life forms can sentient mutations can still survive mm-hmm. on it. Okay. Well, also Cuber, I just want to acknowledge the fact that Cuber totally called LSP the other thing when he was mm-hmm. wrapping up the five senses and that did make me giggle a little bit. Thought that was that was pretty funny. Sorry for I, the LSP slander if anyone out there loves no, no, no. LSP, he, he's which like, I'm sure people do. He calls Ice King the blue guy and yeah, LSP the other thing. Um, so in, in my opinion, yeah. in my opinion, I do think if, you know, because Cuber's in the future, looking back at these stories that there is some sort of documented history about Finn and Jake and Princess Bubblegum and all them and BMO, there's a documented history, but it kind of is sad. It means that like the Ice King himself somehow didn't make it into like documented history. Um, oh, or yeah. Kubert's yeah. just an asshole. So like it's, it's, it was one of the two of might. those. Yeah, I think he might be messing with them. But yeah, maybe that's, that's an interesting point. Maybe he, they didn't make it a documentary, documented history. Just, I don't know. I don't know how the end of the show goes. So we'll see if that's the case as we get toward the end of it. Yeah, well, good thing. I hope you cry at the end of the, at the, end of the show. You know, oh, whenever we okay. wrap it up in two and a half years, whenever that okay. is. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, well, Neb, do you have any factoids for us before we get into lessons? Uh, we hit a couple of my factoids right now. We talked about Emo Phillips being the voice actor. Um, we talked about, I did think it was a funny fact that um, Cuber's, you know, Grable Cube was a, a tetrahedron. So it's only technically got, no, actually... It said it was supposed to have four sides, but it, I guess it kind of looked like a pyramid. But um, they were saying it's technically only four-sided, even though there was four, like five stories. Uh, mm-hmm. So one of them had to keep changing, which was funny. Um, the other funny thing is Finn's list of things that he had to do that day. The first one was prove BMO does weird junk when nobody is around. The other thing Finn does on his non-adventure days are cut fingernail, single, singular, uh, a punching seminar at 6 p.m., haiku, and find his missing thermos. Oh. So it's kind of cool. That's a little insight into Finn's non-adventure days. Yeah. He'll never find that thermos. Um, I never define mine. I know. I don't know. I, I don't use, use thermos. I always drink coffee at home. I don't use yeah, thermos. Yeah, fair. Uh, we talked about the fly. Um the BMO story was supposed to be kind of a similar story to Pinocchio wanting to be a real boy. Um, and then the one we actually, we mentioned on our break, but we didn't talk about on the podcast was the reference to when princess bubblegum, uh, does the cow centrifuge, which we all loved. 
is that she opens her mouth with her teeth like super wide open and says, cheese. Mm. And that's supposed to be from Wallace and Gromit, um, which we're 90s right. kids. We're like, we're like old, older 90s kids. And so if any of the viewers out there have not watched Wallace and Gromit, I'm sure that they are on YouTube or Vimeo right now. And please I don't go and know watch them. if I recommend it, but I certainly feel very nostalgic for some aspects of Wallace and Gromit and just their love of cheese and his mannerisms, I think are very funny. It's like, yeah, it's like if Tim Burton was like aggressively British. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and with that. stop motion clay, like <laughs> yeah. claymation. Yeah, totally. Um, well, let's well, be we sweet, talked Ned. through, yeah, we talked through our lovelies, our tops and everything like that. I had no Jake, Jake mistakes this episode, obviously. Do you have any lessons? Um, I had to, uh, you know, nothing super deep, except for the fact that this one made me think about stories and stories that are told. And the fact that Cuber has this random group of stories that he's looking on in the future. My lesson is that like our stories are mundane lives, how they feel mundane. And you're like, nothing crazy happened today that they're still significant. They still serve, your whole story can serve a very significant purpose um, in someone's life in the future, in someone's life tomorrow, cool. in yeah, your life totally. tomorrow. So I, what I said, fun, great stories, no matter if they don't feel canonical, are just as important. That's my deep lesson. Yeah, well, that's great, man. My lesson... Uh, if you could just heard that, that was my dog <laughs> shaking and hey, she's, thanks. He's, he's definitely wanting to play. So we'll wrap this up in a second. I'll go play with him. But my lesson is check your smells. <laughs> check your smells. <laughs> you live yeah. in your smell. You know, you don't know if you're smelling or not. You get, no, get to come at your smell like an outsider. Check your smells. Smell awareness. Yeah. Um, Ned, I've got a wreck, but maybe we'll get into it next episode because I feel like I've got a a dog that's just wanting the place just, so much right now. Just itching now. so bad. Itching the place. Can you hear him? Can you hear him? Yeah, oh, just barely. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, he's he's just being a dude, being a dog. <laughs> just d- dudes being dudes. Yeah, well, thank you guys. Thank you all so much for joining us. Uh, I'll get into what's going to be an extended wreck, which is Candle Nights. If you don't know what Candle Nights is, look into it. It's great. Uh, we'll talk about it next time. Mm. And check us out on Instagram at Never Ending Adventure Podcast, TikTok at Never Ending Adventure Cast, Twitter at NEA underscore podcast. Email us your thoughts, your opinions at nea.travelerslog at gmail.com. And man, we'll see y'all next Tuesday. We'll see y'all next year. Party no, forever. This is, already, this is already the next year. Love you guys.